they understand fellowship. They understand brotherhood. What is wrong with us? Why is our own coconut head like that? Why? And coconut is soft and sweet on the inside though. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I repent. I love you. If there's a coconut head near you, pull his ear. I repent. I love you. Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message. Okay, today I want us to talk about, I wanted to share my meditation. God has been talking to me about something really, um, I don't know. I know we've heard this so many times before, I don't, but I've not, I'm not sure um, we paid attention to it. Okay, so before, um, let's open our Bibles to, um, hold on one minute. Holy Spirit. Okay, Luke, Luke 10, 25. I'm reading the TPT version. I'm starting from um, verse 25, Luke 10, verse 25. The Bible says, just then, a religious scholar stood before Jesus in order to test his doctrine. The word test. I mean, they wanted to test Jesus. He posed this question, teacher. What requirement must I fulfill if I want to live forever in heaven? And Jesus replied, what does Moses teach us? What do you read in the law? The religious scholar answered, he states, you must love the Lord God with all your heart, with your passion and all your energy and your every thought. And you must love your neighbor as you love yourself. Then Jesus said, that is correct. Now go and do exactly that and you will leave. Wanting to justify himself, he questioned further saying, what do you mean by my neighbor? And Jesus replied, listen, I will tell you. There was once a Jewish man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. When bandits robbed him along the way, they beat him severely, stripped him naked and left him half dead. Soon, a Jewish priest walked down the same road, came upon the wounded man, seeing him from a distance. The priest crossed to the other side of the road and walked right past him, not turning to help him one bit. Later, a religious man, a Levite, came walking down the same road and likewise crossed to the other side to pass by the wounded man without stopping to help him. Finally, Another man, a Samaritan. <laughs> a what? Samaritan. A what? Samaritan. The first man was what? The second man was what? And then the third man is who? Came up upon the bleeding man and was moved with tender compassion for him. He stooped down and gave him first aid, pouring olive oil on his wound. 
disinfecting them with wine, bandaging them to stop the bleeding, lifting him up, placed him on his own donkey, brought him to an inn. And he took him from his donkey and carried him to a room for the night. The next morning, he took his own money from his wallet. I like how this, this is very detailed. And gave it to the innkeeper with these words. Take care of him until I come back from my journey. If it costs more than this, I will repay you when I return. So now tell me, which one of these three men saw the wounded man prove to be his true neighbor? I'm sorry. No, I didn't hear you. But the priest was a Levite. He can sing and heaven will come down. Did you not see the wounded man? I want you to look at your neighbor and say, show me love. Look at your neighbor and say, show me love. You know, I was reading the book of Nehemiah. And, I mean, Nehemiah was, um, it was a more or less like a slave in the kingdom, right? I'm paraphrasing now. And he heard about everything going on in Jerusalem, right? And he was, the Bible said he was heartbroken. And he fasted and prayed. I mean, the first thing he did was he fasted and prayed. But that's not my point. Um, if you read down that scripture, I would have read it by time. The Bible says it's a land where his people were buried. Which means, let's assume, Nehemiah was an orphan. He didn't have any family member. So he had no business there. They were already buried. But he heard that Jerusalem was in ruins. And he was moved with compassion. Despite the fact that his people were what? Already buried. They were dead. He could have said, well, I'm here. I'm covered. I mean, I have no business. What's it consign me? They don't already bury them. And some of us, our grandmothers are still in the village. But all we want to do is japa. We don't go. Once the visa come, I'm out. How many times have you taken time to think about the situation of Nigeria and you are moved with compassion and you say, I personally, I want to pray and fast for Nigeria. How many times have you seen your neighbor, your, I mean, it's like we don't understand that the blood that connects us, you and I, is deeper, cleaner, stronger than the blood that connects me and my younger brother. You see, the blood that connects you and I cannot be correct, corrupted with HIV AIDS. The blood that connects you and I cannot be corrupted by coronavirus. My father can catch corona. And he will not catch corona. Don't worry. We have said to that one. I can catch corona. I cannot catch it. You know why? I have a better blood. Right? But what I'm saying is this. You are more of a sister and a brother to me than my biological sibling who is not born again. Now, some of, some of us are very, I mean, we are very lucky or should I say favored that we now have siblings that are born again. But let's come back to church. 
When was the last time you saw a member of your department struggling and you are moved to tears and you are moved? He's dead. He's not born again. And so, I mean, he, he, you know, we like to play Christianity a lot. So, you catch, maybe something happened in a cash belly. So, as a cash belly, everybody will don't move. Person will be isolated. I mean, yes, the person has done wrong already. Should we kill the person? I'm not saying condone evil. Please, so. Disclaimer. I'd not say, follow them and cash belly. I said, should we kill that person? In fact, some people, some of us, prayer department people, or some of our prayer warriors, will not come. Let us lift up our voices for Sister Ikaite. She is pregnant. She did not even, she did not, I mean, she went and slept with a man. Let's ask for mercy. You have gossiped the person in the place of prayer. You, you are gossiping. The, I mean, look at your neighbor and say, show me love. They saw that man. He was wounded. Typical Nigerian would say, ah, Ilu-le-o. Abi, Ilule. But despite the fact that truly, truly, Ilule, you, if they had crossed the road and called maybe 911 or called something or called um, a rapid response to take care of the man, it's a different case. You are being careful. That is very, I mean, it makes sense. But they don't talk and left the man. And then a Samaritan. It's like we visit Samaria one day and be hailing them one by one. The woman by the way too was Samaritan. And she, you understand what I'm saying? When was the last time you saw a member of your fellowship or your church going through stuff? They're not even going through stuff. But you see them as your sibling. You see them as, as, as Christians. It is we, Gongo, that will say, ah, hmm. See, did you see what your, your neighbor? We will even use Aralie. Sorry, Taralie. Is that what they wear to church? Talk to her. Hmm. Talk to her. The kingdom of God is Satan. We will still preach. We will use the scriptures. And condemned our neighbor. I mean, it was as though um, Apostle Joshua Seman took a a um, pick in my my note, and was talking about. I mean, how do you prove the love of God if you cannot love your neighbor? The Bible says, if you cannot love your neighbor that you can see, how do you love God that you cannot see? How? So, I mean, your neighbor is hungry. So because you asked him money yesterday, he did not give you. You are not in the position to feed your neighbor. And then you remember. You are, you are Christian, no? You remember. I asked him yesterday, not give me now. Eh, make yourself the hungry. May you know I be. We are too selfish. Self-centered. In this Christendom, we need to change. We are too selfish. The way he spoke to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
I mean, ask your neighbor, what did you do for Jesus to die for you? Ask, ask. Face your neighbor, ask. So, um, they say I should ask you, what you did that made Jesus die for you? As far as you have done something. What did they say? What did they say? Nothing. So, why should your neighbor do something for you to love them? Why? Ask your neighbor, why should I do something for you to love me? Why is he hard for you to love me? Show me love. Show me love. And for and to those of us who are standing, we think we are standing. I want to ask you, are you the one keeping yourself on your feet? So you are standing now, you are tongue speaking, demon chasing, now tight to pass, I'm saying, give me sweet, go. But it's not me. Please. You are tongue speaking, you are demon chasing, you know the scriptures. In fact, Ten Commandments, when you wake up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror. You shall know, you shall know, you have told yourself, you will not covet your neighbor something. You will know, you have said everything. And then somebody somewhere does something, and then you are the first to say, hmm, go born again. Hmm, did you read your scripture? What does the Bible say about this thing you have just done? So people will even hold my and say it. Mercy. Lord, have mercy. We can't cover ourselves. It is a Christian that will go on Twitter and tweet about a fellow Christian. Mercy. See, we may say Islam is this, Islam is that. I mean, I'm not in support of all that. But have you ever read where a Muslim or a young Afa talks to an imam and says the imam and calls him out publicly? They understand fellowship. They understand brotherhood. What is wrong with us? Why is our own coconut head like that? Why? And coconut is soft and sweet on the inside though. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I repent. I love you. If there's a coconut head near you, pull his ear. I repent. I love you. I want us to rise to our feet before I leave. Yes, somebody may have hurt you. We don't despise that. You may have been hurt, you may have been offended, and all. But I want us to pray. See, the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Me, I cannot beg you to sorry you. But I want you to encourage yourself in the Lord. And say, Father, give me the grace. Help me to let go. Help me to forgive. Help me to forgive. Help me to let go of this hurt. me to love my neighbor the way you want <laughs> forgiveness is easy forbearance is not in Jesus name we pray so before I go 
I'm about to go now. There is this song I like so much that preaches love. So if you can, just hold your neighbor. Please help me, I cannot sing. You need me. We all are part of God's body. question is do you have love because what you don't have you cannot give so I want to introduce you this morning to love personified in the person of Jesus with all eyes bowed and all eyes short don't think just about the people that have hurt you consider the people that you have hurt because it's easy to play the blame game they don't like me they don't do this what about what you were doing but this morning, so that we can give this love, I want to introduce some of us to the person that embodies love itself. The love that is kind. You know, love is, is divided into, I think, three or four. There is the eros, erotic, that's husband and wife. It's not for your consumption. There is filio. Filio is family love. That's my brother, my sister, right? And there is agape. The God kind of love. That is the love that supersedes arrows of filial. Why? Arrows can fade. Ask married people, they will tell you. The butterfly is not always in your tummy. Sometimes it's there. Filia can fail. 
but agape cannot fail. That's why scripture says in 1 Corinthians, it says love never fails. So I want to introduce you to agape this morning. We'll all let's bow and all eyes shut. You don't know this love. And love has been defined to you by the people that you have met and sometimes by Christians and that definition of love has been very warped. So we want you to meet with love himself and let him define love to you. If you're saying, I want to have a relationship with love personified, I want you to raise up your hand as we say a good quick prayer. And if you're saying, I already know love, I already know God. Remember, God is love. You already know him and you have a relationship with him. You are already filled with this love. Then you can put your hands down. But if you're saying, you know, I want to have a relationship with this God. I want to get it right with this love. I want to know love. I want you to raise up your hand so that we can say a quick prayer. Okay, so we all know love, right? I cannot hear you. We all know love. We all know God. So if we know love, then the question is, why are we not showing it? I believe everyone here is committed to showing our neighbor's love, right? We're not going to judge. We're not going to backbite. We're not going to gossip. We will show the God kind of love. And God will help us to do so in Jesus' name. One prayer. I want us to pray, God, help me to show my neighbor love, the God kind of love. Not a love that is dependent on what the person does or the person does not do. Not a love that is dependent on who the person is or the person's family pedigree or the person's bank account or worth. Not a love that is dependent on that, but a love that is dependent on God. Father, help me to love. Help me not to be judgmental. I receive your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people are going to be showing love from today? And God will help you as you do so in Jesus' name. Men will know that we are believers. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.